Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to episode 32 of Betting with the Bears with your hosts, Matt and Puneet. Matthew Barry, how are we doing, man? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Matthew Barry. Um, I am good. It's uh, one day closer to football season. Just got one day to go. We're sitting here on a Wednesday morning just praying we, to wake up we are, to a football day tomorrow. Yeah, we are officially uh celebrating christmas eve today this is this is yeah. weird i'm I, I don't really know how to react like it's it's weird to think that football is tomorrow that the nfl is back yeah i know i still haven't re- like even though i've done two fantasy drafts now i still am really just not in the mindset like i haven't gotten my mind ready that football is coming back yeah neither i guess there's like no preseason and all that stuff so it makes sense but yeah it'll be it's gonna be interesting to see how everything's gonna be like with the no fans and like no training camp like what teams are gonna thrive and not because it's like football is always kind of nutty I think this year is gonna be even more so yeah I agree um like the whole no fans well actually a couple teams came out and said they might have some fans which is pretty wild yeah I think the most I think the Chiefs was like 25 percent capacity yeah something like that yeah, so I think, uh, but every team has like I think the league like mandated a, a certain level of like decibels per right. uh, state stadium. So I think every team is going to have the same level of crowd noise. Yeah, that's cool though. So yeah, yeah, no, it it is cool. It, it sucks for the teams like the like Seattle who are like who, who, like, who, who tor- like thrive on that crowd noise and the twelfth man. And yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I guess one thing we do know is that the the Chiefs are going to be just as good if not better which is a good uh we're because yeah. we're going to be talking about them in the afc west today yeah they're gonna Chiefs are gonna slaughter yeah their, everything everything but yeah so uh we'll go over the afc west um but before we do that we ready for some trivia yes sir always all right so in spirit of the afc west um we'll that'll be uh, part of the that'll be the question uh it's it's themed on the afc west so the question is which teams in the afc west have the most Super Bowl wins, or wh- which team in this in the AFC West has the most Super Bowl wins? The Broncos have won two. The Chiefs have won. I don't think the Chiefs have. I think that that was the Chiefs' first one. Uh, the Ra- I'm gonna go with the Raiders. So the Raiders have three, and the Broncos also have three. Oh, I forgot the Peyton one. I forgot about the Peyton. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, two Elway, one yeah, Peyton. Yeah, because LA went back to back. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about Peyton. Yep. Um, yeah, the Raiders. It's funny because they ha- they've never been good in our lifetime. No. They went to the Super Bowl when we were like ten. Yeah. And then they've sucked ever since. Yeah. Back in yeah back in like two thousand one or whatever with Gruden. Yeah, it was with. Well, no, it was. Gruden was the head coach of the Tampa Bay, but he had like that was the team he had put together. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and then it, he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. They fired him, whatever. <laughs> I think they, I think they traded him actually. Yeah, it wasn't kind of... yeah, wasn't he like one of the first ones of like the head coaches to ever be traded? Everyone's like, what is going on? Yeah, and it was like for a haul too. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, we'll talk about John Gruden and his idiocy here too. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so the Chiefs actually are two and one in the Super Bowl because um, they had a couple back in the day that they had gone to like way, way, way back. Um, so yeah, I think they were in the first ever Super Bowl against the Packers. The Packers, I yeah, I think so. But anyways, I mean, my my reason for asking this is because there's a good chance that Kansas City within the next few years is going to take the lead in that. Oh, by the end of Mahomes' career, I fully believe that they're going to be that they're going to have more than both of those teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, before we uh, get started with AFC West, um, yesterday our picks ended up going two and one. We are all Miami Day was pretty successful. Um, we had yeah. the Miami Heat with the money line win and the lock of the day. The Marlins came out in a big way, just like I had hoped, and, and kind of attacked that that poor pitching by the Braves and won that easily. Tough one was that Jimmy Butler, he uh, didn't go over 22.5 points, but honestly we should have realized that, knowing that the Bucks are going to come out swinging um, and go down swinging and, and would play a little tighter defense there. Yeah, you know, after the – First half, I thought we were sitting pretty because the, the Heat put up, I think, 30 points or over 30 points in the second quarter. And I was like, okay, like, like the, the Bucks came out with a haymaker and then the Heat right, right the ship from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just the Heat still won. So I'm not too upset. But yeah, it would have been nice to have a clean sweep. But that prop, we just. Something we, we'll about it. it. Something about yeah. it, man. Whatever. That's we'll right. get it. 
Um, yeah, so quickly around the sporting world, we're only going to really talk about the NHL. Um, Las Vegas Knights, they won 3 nothing over the Stars last night. Wasn't really close at all. Um, it, you could tell um, from the ice play that, that Vegas pretty much were, were dominating the entire game, and, and they just were better. Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of how that trend uh, unfolds for the rest of that series there. Yeah, they were. Uh, I think they went 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 up two zero in the first. And yeah, that was just kind of kind of it. Yeah. So hopefully people listened to us and took a future on them to win that series because you, you got to after losing game one, you got it for some pretty decent odds. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, yeah, and then the the game two of the Lightning Islanders is tonight. Um, the Lightning won eight to one <laughs> the first game, which is just ridiculous. Uh, so I think I mean the Lightning are the better team. The, the Islanders are just incredibly well coached with Barry Trotz, so that would would always keep them in the game. But I think the Lightning are just superior. Yeah, I mean personally, I think it's an anomaly. Uh, game one that was not the Islanders team because they're known for their defense, and then they just yeah. have an incredible defense led by Barry Trotz. I mean he he's a genius on defense. So uh, I I do not expect the Lightning to score that many goals again uh, the rest of the series. Honestly, that was just uh, like I said an anomaly. But I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the Islanders are going to win, but I do think it'll be a a tight matchup tonight. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a route either, or anything close to it. It'll definitely be closer and, and much more low scoring. I would. Yeah, say. I, I agree. With you I, I think it'll be. I think it'll end up being a one score game. So we'll, we might have to check those odds out a little later. But with that, though, let's get started with our AFC West preview. We got this one, and then tomorrow, and and football's back, baby. Yeah, and tomorrow, if we have enough time on our pod, we'll do our official uh, predictions. So, like, Super Bowl picks, all that stuff. So, hopefully um, – because we want to do it before the before the first game in case anything catastrophic happens tomorrow, which none of us are hoping for. So, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> yeah. we'll go over the last division, the AFC South, and then we'll do our official predictions. And then it's football time. This is crazy. But, yeah, so to open up I, the AFC West, we have the Chiefs, obviously, you know, the, the Super Bowl champs, best team. Um, making makings of, of what should be a, a long dynasty for them now. Uh, they are minus yeah. four fifty five to win the division. Over under is eleven and a half. Um, honestly, the question here should be: What are their Super Bowl odds? Because I feel like that's that's probably worth more of a look than the division title at this point. Yeah, I, I mean the minus four fifty five is terrible odds. So, so anything like that for a full season, I don't really I don't like doing because it's just too much risk. So I wouldn't suggest doing that. Um, I would any if anything I'll do their over under win total of as eleven because you figure if they win more than eleven games they're also going to win the division so it's just an easier way uh, to to kind of bet the same thing with much much less odds yeah uh, worse odds I should say um, but as far as their Super Bowl odds so they're plus six hundred so they have the best Super Bowl odds um, to win the Super Bowl and then uh, just to come out of the AFC to to team like to represent the AFC they are plus three hundred so. The odds there aren't even that great either, but that ju- I think that really just shows that one, uh, the AFC, like to me, it's a two, two horse race between the um, Ravens and the chiefs and also just how freaking good the chiefs are. Yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it prior to last season, the two seasons before that, they were just kind of two like huge plays away. One was uh, the Marcus Mariota in the playoffs when they lost to him. Oh my God. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. And then the other one was, um, they just barely missed the playoffs by like one of those last second plays. I forget what it was exactly, but what? Well, no. So the, the the Marcus Mariota one that was that was when Alex that was Mahomes' rookie year when Alex Smith was still the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so even if they'd won that game, they probably wouldn't have done anything. But that was a ridiculous way to lose. Was that Marcus Mariota like pass deflected catches it and scores? Yeah. So what um, I'm saying is that like in terms of how good this team has been, they've been right there and kind of knocking on the door for the last yeah. three years. And then last year they just kind of swept the floor with everyone. So the dynasty and like the rumblings of a dynasty has already been there. Yeah. Oh no. I, and I was just gonna say the year before that they were in the AFC championship against the Patriots yeah. and they, they would have won the game, but D Ford lined up off sides so that they, they, the chiefs were winning in the fourth quarter and Brady threw a pick, but D Ford lined up off sides. So it got, counted back and then the Chiefs ended up losing in overtime. Yeah. So which was just really, really dumb because he didn't have any it was a dumb play by D four, not a bad call. He had zero him yeah, him he like lined he didn't like jump the snap. He literally was just lined up off sides and, and he had no bearing on the play at all. Like he was just neutralized by the tackle. So yeah, that's tough. that was frustrating. But yeah, in that game the Patriot or the Chiefs scored twenty eight points in the fourth quarter against the Patriots. <laughs> which is the just yeah. And then last year obviously even with the Mahomes injury they overcame that and just 
we're absolute animals. So uh, officially, I think they're going over 11 and a half wins. I think they are winning the division. I think that their offense is going to be even better than last year because Mahomes was hurt last year. They had a little bit of just like the, um, like I don't know, just like the 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 just how upset they were that they lost the year before. They they weren't quite the well-oiled machine they were two years ago. But this year, I mean, they're bringing everybody back. The only, the only person they lost was Damian Williams, who they replaced with someone who's probably better and Clyde Clyde Edwards Alaire. Um, and their defense is like actually good now. So when uh, Mahomes got hurt at the in the middle of last year, from that point on, the Chiefs' defense was legitimate. They were top ten defense that at the end of last year. Uh, so if that can even be above average, they don't have to be top ten. They just need to be above average this year. They're gonna they're gonna win fourteen games. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say they're over on this as well. Eleven and a half, I feel like is is kind of a diss to this team because they are just so freaking good everywhere. Um, but yeah, like you said, their defense, all they really need from their defense with Mahomes under center is uh, is above average, and then he can take care of the rest because that dude is just a freaking animal. Um, yeah, Mahomes, yeah. So I, I can't remember exactly who uh, the players are, but I think it's there are nine players who have won the MVP and a Super Bowl MVP, and of – the player of the nine, I think there are three who are not in the Hall of Fame yet, and it's or four maybe. It's Brady, Manning, Rogers, and Mahomes. <laughs> like wow, that's just that just it, tells you that in year three of him being a starter, he's already in that conversation with those guys. I was just gonna say he he did that in three years. <laughs> yeah, which is so. so crazy to think about. I mean, this guy's just a generational talent. Like yeah, he's I know he's going to be the one that. When we're old and can't remember anything else, and and we're when we're old and senile, we're still going to be like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. I was so I was just going to say, do you think by the end of his, like right now, I think it's kind of universally accepted that Brady's the goat. So do you think that when Mahomes retires, he will overtake Brady as the goat? Yes, barring any you know freak injury or yeah. anything like that. Assuming yes. assuming health, yeah, yeah, yes. assuming health, yeah. I I I agree with you, but the whole like Brady's always going to have the rings argument. Like I'm as good as Mahomes is, I can't see him getting over six Super Bowls, like he would need to win six more from right now to pass Brady. So no matter what, there's always going to be those like damn Boston mass holes. We're going to be like, no, but the rings, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, think, I mean, that's I a classic that, like Jordan versus LeBron debate as well. Right. Like it's that's the, the rings. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am with you. I think that he is, will, will be, I mean, he's done this and he's on his third year or he's going into his fourth year. Yeah. And, and I, I guess that it depends how long Reed coaches. Like if he coaches his whole career, then Mahomes is just going to light it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we can be talk about Mahomes all day, but the team in general is really good. They have, they have a solid offensive line. Yep. Um, the receivers, Tyree kills an animal. Uh, Sammy Watkins will show up one game, but he was showed up in the playoffs, which is all you really care about. Travis Kelsey, number one tight end. Uh, and then they have like a bunch of receivers who can maybe take a step forward, like Michael Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, they're just loaded. I man, being a Chiefs fan, this must be a fun time for you. Yeah, must be nice. I don't know what winning football is like, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, um, yeah, I, I think you already mentioned him, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he's going to be the the big, um, you know, fantasy guy to, to look out for as a rookie. Um, you know, rookies not they don't normally make a huge impact, but I feel like he's going to be. I think he's already pretty much a runaway. Uh, well, actually, he'll him and Burrow, I think, will be the two yeah. for the offensive rookie of the year, um, kind of going back and forth. And we mentioned that when we when we did talk about the Bengals as well. But um, I think he's going to have a great year. I think this he pretty much was put into literally the best situation you could ever be put into. Um, so he's going to thrive, and that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that guy going from Burrow to Mahomes, he has had a good career so <laughs> yeah. far. Uh, yeah. Just hope, just hope for help because yeah, I think he's just he fits in this offense perfectly. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, if you if you can get him, he's gonna he's going in the first round now. But if you can get him, I think he could be, legitimately be the number one running back this year. He um he remind like it, it seems like Andy Reid found another Brian Westbrook, and I'm sure you yeah. you like that. You like to hear something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. I or even Shady was really good when he was yeah. with Andy Reid yeah. too. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Chiefs winning the division. Chiefs are uh, winning over eleven and a half games. And preview or sneak preview, I think they're my Super Bowl pick. I just the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. They're my Super Bowl pick last year when when I wasn't being a homer and choosing the Eagles. I think that the Chiefs are going to go back to back. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the same thing's going to happen. Last time it happened was uh, the Patriots to go back to back. 
Um, yeah, oh three, oh four. Yeah, but it'll it'll be tough. I mean, it, it's always tough in the NFL to to repeat and to get back to the Super Bowl. But I think they have all the tools to do it. Yeah, agree. So moving on the Chargers. So we won't even say the odds to, to win the division because they're just going to be so outlandishly high. Like Chargers are plus eight hundred. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that's not going to happen. They're over, um, over under win total is seven and a half. Um, I, I go back and forth. I think they're going under, uh, like the, the team's incredibly talented, but I just don't see Tyrod leading them to eight or more wins. Yeah. I mean, he's, I like Tyrod. I mean, he's a good dude. Um, Virginia tech graduate. So got to give him some love. Um, but yeah, he's, he's pretty much just a stopgap for Herbert. Um, their first round yep. pick this year. So, or sorry, their fifth round pick this year. Um, so uh, no, he was, he was a first round pick. He was fifth overall. What did I just say? You said fifth round. I, I thought I said first overall. And then I said, wait, no fifth overall. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, all good. All good. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. I mean, I think he's a stopgap. Um, he's a good player. I mean, he's a, he's a good quarterback, good solid quarterback, but he's backup. Um, and I don't think that he's going to really make any noise for them and, and Herbert will eventually take over, but I don't think he's going to be. Um, transcendent or anything like that either. Yeah, I mean, like the, I, I do you think he's better or worse than Philip Rivers? That's tough. Um, I don't know. I mean, they they run such like a West Coast and and pass happy offense that I feel like Philip Rivers was perfect for it. Whereas Tyrod, I don't really see him as a gunslinger. So I I want to say Philip Rivers, but towards the end of the end of uh, Philip Rivers. Um, Phil Burr's tenure there, um, he wasn't – I don't know. He wasn't great. No, no yeah. he was not good. The reason I ask is because the Chiefs went 5-11 and 11, – or not, sorry, not the Chiefs. The Chargers went 5-11 and 11 last year. And, and really, I mean, what's the difference with, on this team aside going from Philip Rivers to Tyrod slash Herbert? So, yeah, I, to nothing. me, that's not, like, not going to lead to three more wins. Um, I do love the talent around them. Like Keenan Allen is really good. I mean, losing Melvin Gordon, I don't really think is going to be that big of a deal because Austin Eckler is a stud. Yeah, Hunter Henry's good. He can just never stay healthy. And their yep. defense is really good, but losing Derwin James hurts a lot. But I still think their defense is going to be good. So, I don't know. If they won 5-11 last year with that same team, I can't really see any difference this year. So, or not, I mean, I can't see them a three-win difference, I should say. Yeah, uh, so I, I think they're going to go under two. Um, I think the next thing we talk about, the Broncos, is actually they're actually going to be better than the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take under on uh, the Chargers here. Yeah, you, like you said, they, it sucks for Keenan Allen. I feel like he's wasting away his prime there. Um, yeah, Hunter, I know. Hunter Henry, yeah, he's, he's made of glass. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they, they have Chris Harris in the secondary, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa. Got to give them a shout-out because those three are just studs on defense. Yep. But, um, and I, I honestly think their defense will probably end up helping them win a couple games with, you know, a, a late turnover or a late goal line stand or something like that, a defensive stand. I think that their defense will, will win them a couple games here, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. The difference between last year and this year is not noticeable for them to win three more games. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of my logic there. And I just I I mean I, like you said I really like Tyrod as a person, but yeah, they like the way they their offense would have to change so much going from Philip Rivers to him because like they're like polar opposite players. So, right. I don't know. I just don't see it. I their head coach I think Anthony Lynn isn't a bad head coach, but it's gonna be he's got a lot. He doesn't have a lot to work with as far as like what he's gonna do from going from Philip to Tyrod. So next team. The Broncos, uh, they're over under win total of seven and a half. I'm, I know you said you think they're going to be better than the Chargers. I think they'll be about the same, but I'm still going under for the Broncos. I think I don't think they're going to win eight or more games. Okay, yeah, I, I think they're going to go eight and eight, actually. So I'm going to give them right over that seven and a half. Uh, big okay. news yesterday, uh, yeah, Von which Miller. Yeah, sucks. Which, I mean, the, the, I, I haven't looked, but have they clarified what the ankle injury was? They said like a tendon or something. Like a, like it wasn't his, wasn't his Achilles. It was like some tendon in his ankle r- ruptured, and then he's getting surgery. He's, he's missing the year. That's tough. I mean, Von Miller is one of the best players in the game. So and I love Von Miller. Yeah, he's awesome. What a great awesome guy. person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so it's it sucks. You, you always hate to see injuries, especially to some of the bigger names in the league. Um, but I mean, I guess silver lining here is that their defense is still really, really good without him. Yeah, I, <clears throat> their defense is good, but they lost. Um, the cornerback that went to the Chris Harris, they lost Chris Harris. Um, Nick uh, Bradley Chubb, who's their other pass rusher towards ACL last year. And he's not, he, he's still up in the air, whether if he's going to start the season, um, like play to start the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think their defense is good, but I think they're not going to be as good. Cause it's like two huge, maybe three huge losses from last year. Uh, 
So yeah, yeah I don't know. I, 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 my main reason for them going under is just Drew Locke. He, uh, he went four and one last year, but he played some of the worst pass defenses and, he, and his stats weren't really that good. Uh, so I don't think Drew Locke is that good, but if he, if he's even average, then your prediction will probably end up being right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, just to kind of go over a couple of things you said before we move on here. Um, Oh, actually, you know what? We forgot the um, the Chargers fantasy player. We'll, we'll oh, go you're back right. On that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Keenan Allen there. I think that he's gonna have to. He's in his prime. I mean, this is a perfect time for him to kind of take this team over and, and demand the ball and and move forward there. So uh, I'll make it quick though. But yeah, Keenan Allen for me. I'm gonna go with. Ugh, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Joshua Kelly. There's the rookie running back they drafted last year. All right. The, um, Austin Eckler is, he's like incredible, but he, he's not like an every down carry the ball 300 times running back. So they're going to have someone take the Melvin Gordon role. Uh, someone who will get a ton, ton of touches. I think it's going to be him. Um, Keenan Allen, I, I think is a top five wide receiver, but his game is like, he doesn't, he doesn't have breakaway speed. He doesn't yeah. get wide open or he doesn't like that. He's like his, he's a possession um, receiver. He's a possession receiver. Yeah. Receiver. Possession the reason reaver. why he's, <laughs> he has been so good. <laughs> Was like him and Philip just had such good chemistry, and Philip yeah. can throw him open, which yeah. won't happen with Tyrod. So I actually am going the opposite. I think he's going to disappoint. But anyways, yeah, good good call. We totally forgot to mention that. Yeah. So uh, no worries. But um, as we're going through the Broncos, yeah, I mean, like you said, Chubb is coming off the ACL, but that's all right. I think he'll still you know bounce back. Um, they have Jarrell Casey on that line as well. They'll be good. Justin Simmons is still in their secondary, and he's a stud. Um, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, so I still think their defense is good. Um, and then to your Drew Locke comment, I like him. I, I think he's going to play pretty well this year. Um, I think that if he plays up to his potential, and, you know, he this is, this is a hot take here, but if he plays up to his potential, I can see him scratching the MVP conversation because he has a lot of weapons on that offense. Uh, yeah, that's a little too hot for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But I do agree. He does have a ton of weapons that I, I agree with, but their offensive line isn't that great, which I think is going to, uh, which could be, could be trouble, but their skill positions are very good. So if, if he's good, this, this team could be a fantasy gold mine because nobody's going really that high. Exactly. Uh, they, They're very undervalued. Yeah. So Jerry Judy was my, was my favorite receiver coming out of the draft. Um, they drafted him in the first round. KJ Hamler was the speedster out of Penn state who probably won't be great for fantasy reasons, but will really help for football reasons because He's like the Deshaun Jackson mold. Yeah. He'll just take the top off the defense. And then Gordon Sullen is really good last year. He'll be really good this year. And Noah Fan, I think, is a sleeper at tight end. And then obviously the two running backs are good as well, and Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Yeah. So for fantasy, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with with um, our boy Drew here. My boy Drew. Um, I think that is he is he even being drafted? Probably not. But yeah, that's a good. I mean, I mean hey, that's that's a, that's a, a sleeper. Cut. Yeah, it's a yeah, sleeper a if you cut. want one. Um, um, I think that he'll, like I said, the weapons that he has and, and the fact that he's being so undervalued is, is kind of the perfect storm for, for him to make some noise. Um, I think that it could, like I said, very, very, very hot take, but I could see something happening in terms of him at least being in, in some sort of conversation of, of MVP if, if he plays up to where the potential that he should be playing to. Yeah, I, I just think even him at his best potential isn't that. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll disagree there. But yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. Um, and then as far as their the, my fantasy, I'm going with the tight end Noah Fant. Um, he had some some big plays last year, but he didn't do anything consistently. But tight ends going in the year two always make the leap when you think of Gronk making his leap. Um, who's the tight end for the Niners? Sorry, one name I'm blanking. Uh, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. yeah, Kittle's in bits. He had a great second year. Um, even Dallas Goddard, after his rookie year in the Eagles, had a good second year behind Zachert. So I think he's going to be a good sleeper tight end. And I'm not just saying that because I drafted him in our league last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to the toilet of the division, the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. Las yeah. Vegas. I'm, I will probably for the next five to seven years keep saying. I'm surprised Raiders. I got that correctly. Yeah. I, in my, like, in my head, when I learned, like when I was a kid and I first learned about like all the sports stuff, I, in my head, nothing's ever changed from there. So it's still the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> it's still the San Diego Chargers. And it'll always be the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Well, anyways, their over-under is seven. Um, I think it's going to be under because I think they're going to win four or five games here. Yeah, I think they stink. I think John Gruden <laughs> is out of his – he's a good – like he's a talented coach, but I think he's crazy. And I also think he hates his own quarterback, Derek Carr. So they're just uh, a train wreck. Yeah, I mean he 100% hates Derek Carr. Um, 
yeah, he's he is actually senile, but I also he also thinks he's the smartest person alive. Um, yeah, and that's I the think, problem. I think he's going to get in his own head, and that's going to cost him a couple games because he's going to try to outsmart the other team, and he's going to end up outsmarting himself. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be kind of cool. It kind of sucks. I mean, a lot of sucks about the whole no fans thing, but a lot, a lot, it sucks a lot. We won't be able to see what will happen with the rate or with the like the Las Vegas. Uh, if they're going to have like even have a home field advantage, or if it's just going to be a bunch of degenerates like waking up after a bender, being like, "Yeah, I'll go to a football game." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I so think we, you're going to get a mix of both, but I, I think that that yeah, that the the stadium looks incredible. The Death Star, yeah. I think that's sweet. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I really hope that they have just lunatics going to the game every Sunday once fans are back in. Uh, because that could that could be a potential future trip for me, honestly. If that <laughs> if that ends up being as, as cool as advertised, yeah. The problem, uh, I guess, not necessarily problem, but the like the rate the Oakland Raiders. I'm saying that on purpose. Had had <laughs> had the craziest fans in Oakland. Those people were psychos, like that's they're build mafia they level crazy. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to carry over to the to Vegas. I think the level of like Vegas crazy is is different than the Oakland crazy. Um, but yeah, and about, I mean the team itself. I just I don't know. They stink. They're I think they do have some decent weapons on offense, um, and they actually do have a really good offensive line. But their car has never thrown over ten yards in his career. So <laughs> I, like drafting uh, Henry Ruggs out of Bama, I don't think is going to help that much. And then Tyrell Williams is already out for the year. Um, but like, but like Josh Jacobs, I think is going to have a really good year. And even maybe some of their lesser known players, like Brian Edwards, who's the rookie they drafted out of South Carolina, could have a good year. Um, their tight end, Darren Waller, was good last year. I think he'll be good again this year. But, I mean, this is strictly for fantasy. As, as a team, they're going to win four, maybe five games. Yeah. Um, for my fantasy pick, I'm going to go with Jacobs. You mentioned him. I think he's going to have a decent year. Um, I think he's probably their best uh, their best talent on offense. So, I think they're going to rely on him. Um, I think that's so that, – that hopefully he'll play well. Um, but, again, it's individual performances and, and individual accolades are – don't really they mean less in football I think than any other sport honestly um, because it is such a team sport um, but yeah I mean the haul that they got from the Mac trade you named you rolled off a couple of those rookies there from um, it, it's gonna be tough to see any rookies really make a huge difference this year because there was no rookie camp and because you know there's no preseason for them to get acclimated so I do think there's still gonna there's gonna be a, a bigger a bigger learning curve than usual for rookies this year um, which kind of makes it suck for the Raiders since they had a freaking haul of picks. Um, yeah, they had three first round picks last year and they had yep. another two another two this year. Yeah. Um but yeah, I um yeah my fantasy is also Josh Jacobs. He's I think he's gonna be I think he could he's in the conversation for someone who could be the number one fantasy back in, because it gets it gets depends on your league if it's like PPR and stuff, but he's gonna catch a lot of balls. He's gonna get the ball a zillion times. I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Obviously, we both have the uh, the Chiefs winning this pretty easily. Um, yeah, that one's not much of a discussion. Yeah, I think our only difference here is uh, where we see the Broncos and the Chargers falling. So I say the Broncos are over, and you you say the – well, actually, that's the only difference we have is the Broncos. Yeah. I have them over, you have them under. Yeah, everything else is the same. So um, we'll see. Don't let me down, Drew. <laughs> um, all right, so NBA. We'll start with the first game last night, the Heat Bucks. Heat close it out, just like we predicted. We thought they'd win in six. I mean, they are even better. Bucks are even bigger frauds than we thought. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one crazy stat for you: uh, the Bucks are one and eight in their last playoff game, in their last nine playoff games against opponents not named the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So they after they went up two zero against the Raptors last year, and when you and you take out their first round matchup this year against the Magic, yeah, they are one and eight because they lost four straight against the Raptors last year, and they lost four out of five. And they probably should have honestly lost four straight this past year. So it should be yes. 0-8, but they lucked out one win. They did. You know what's crazy is, um, it, you know what this reminds me of, but uh, actually, I mean, this is more so Giannis, but the the Warriors had the balls to fire Mark Jackson after he won 51 games and, and made the playoffs for the first time in forever with that team because they are like, well, he's not, you know, He's unlocking, he's not unlocking Steph and, and Clay's full potential. And then they bring, bring in Steve Kerr and the rest is history. Coach Bud, I I don't know. He's not he's not the right fit because all he does is, hey Giannis, go run into that wall of defensive players and uh, crash the paint over and over and over. But by the way, you're only playing 28 minutes tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got to go. Honestly, if they want if they want to keep Giannis, 
Well, did you see, yo, so Jan, did you see what he said? I guess this could be just emotions after the yeah, game off. But did, did you yes. see what he said yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, I mean, one, I don't think that Giannis is going to request a trade this year. I think that no. he'll end up le- leaving as a free agent. Because I think that, I think this next year is his last year. It is, um, yeah. So I think he'll stay and I think he'll play next year. And I also don't think they fire Bud because Giannis loves him. And I think they're going to do everything to keep him happy. Um, but I'll, I I do agree with you that they should fire him. I don't think they're going to win anything with Bud. Uh, granted, yeah. I don't think they're going to win anything with Giannis either. So <laughs> both, both got to go. But Bud <laughs> is just, I don't know. He, he got coached the pants off in, uh, in against Spolstra this series. That was awesome. I mean, I love Spo. So. Yeah, Spo's the man. Yeah, and, and as for the game last night, it pretty much went exactly how I expected it to go. I, I bet heavy, heavy, heavy on, on the Heat to win. Um, so, you know, I, I expected the Pucks to come out and, and come out come out hot and then punching and swinging and, and trying to throw haymakers. And I expected Miami to get rattled a little bit like they did in the first quarter and then kind of wake up and be like, all right, we're, we're a much better team here and, and everything about us is better than the Bucks, so we're going to take this game. And, and that's exactly what happened. They took over and, and – the rest, yeah, I mean, they won that game pretty easily. Then at the end, yeah, I mean the 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 Bucks were up by as much as twelve in the first quarter, um, and then the Heat, if I can pull it up, outscored the Bucks. They, I know they put up like over thirty points. Yeah, it was like thirty three to eighteen in the second quarter. Yeah, like okay, so they lost the first quarter by nine. They, they were down twenty eight to nineteen, and then they outscored them by fifteen. But yeah, like you said, thirty three to eighteen in the second quarter, and then they yeah. won the quarters three and four after that. So. The Bucks, the Bucks made a little bit of a run in the in the third and at the end of the fourth, but once the Heat took the lead in the second, there was, was no over. doubt in my yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they were going to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the Heat just all around so good. I mean, six of their players were were in double digits. I think they only played an eight man rotation, so that just tells you how effective this team is. Um, and and just any given night, any of those players can get you know over twenty. Um, unfortunately. Jimmy didn't get over 22. That's all right. Um, you know, still a great team win. And, and like we said, our, our, um, my, our lock of the day still hit with the heat winning. So we're happy about that. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead. You, you know, it was just kind of crazy. So, um, Jimmy Butler, he only shot six times and I, I got, I thought he had a good, I mean, he had a terrible first quarter. He had four turnovers. I think he was just trying to do too much. Yeah. Um, so he only ended up shooting six times, but of course he went eight for eight from the free throw line, classic Jimmy Butler. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, the Heat are just such a well-balanced team. Um, my my worry about them going into the playoffs was I didn't know if they had enough offensively because like, Jimmy Butler is their best player, but his jump shot has failed him, and not nearly as much as obviously like some of the Giannis or Russ. But when your primary ball handler can't shoot, I always worry about the ceiling. But they just have so much shooting around him that they work out. And Jay Crowder, I will say, has been much better than I expected. Yeah, Jay's been playing really well. Goran Dragic has, I, I mean, I think he's their best offensive player. Um, yeah, he, he is. is just, I agree. Yeah, he's he's great. And then Jimmy, you know, he decided that he's gonna shoot three pointers in the bubble. So, <laughs> for whatever Jimmy, reason, Jimmy Butler. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he only. I think he's only made three this series, so he has yeah. been shooting more. I mean, he didn't, granted, he didn't make one for like the last two months of the year pre bubble. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That he won that game, and that a single player scored more than seventeen points. So no, yeah, no matter seventeen who, was their high. Yeah, Goran and uh, Jimmy both had seventeen. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler Hero with a game high twenty three plus minus. He was plus twenty three. Yeah, him and the the centaur, they both were ridiculous plus minuses. Yeah, Olenek, yeah, centaur Kelly Olenek was plus twenty two. Yeah, I mean they won that that run they made in the second quarter was was with those two. So I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean honestly, well, congrats to the Heat for making the Eastern Conference Final first time since the LeBron the Heatles era. Um, but yeah. I'm so intrigued by this team. I think they have a legitimate chance of making the finals because you know the bubble itself. I feel like is the perfect atmosphere for a team like the heat to, to go to the finals. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that any one of the Celtics or the Raptors, whoever comes out are, are would be that much of a better um, like, I don't think they're that much better than the heat. So I think that's whatever series that it's going to be is going to be a really good series, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't see the heat as, as overmatched at all against any of those teams. I think that whoever comes out of the West is still going to win if, if the heat do make the finals, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see any reason why they couldn't be also beat their next opponent, whoever it is, if it ends up being one of any of those two teams. Yeah. So moving on, then we got the Lakers and Rockets as the nightcap. Uh, LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. Uh, he was incredible. That was one of, that was his, like, let me remind you who's the best player. And let me remind you who's the King. That was that type of game that he had last night. Yeah. The only weird thing is he can't make free throws. <laughs> it's so I weird. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. that. 
I know. It's like this. His the only thing he's not been able to master his career. I mean, every god has a has an Achilles heel, so maybe that's that's his. true. Then yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take that if he's. I was going to say godlike everywhere else. If it's all of them, if it's if it's of all the things, I'll take it for being free throws. Because I mean, he had the block on who was that? Uh, not Ross. Was it Cup? I forget who did he block at the end of the first half. Uh, that was uh, Austin Rivers. Yeah, Austin Rivers. That he just volleyball he pinned it all. Yeah, he pinned yeah, it, it was the backboard. Classic block by James. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, he 30, finished with thirty six, seven yep. rebounds, five assists, and four monster blocks. They're just yeah, the, oh my god, with, with two being on back to back possessions. Yeah, one on Russ and then one on Harden. Yeah, you know what's funny? Russ came out hot in the first quarter. He did. Um, and I was like, well, you know, this might be a Russ game. And then he ended up. I mean, he did have thirty points, but I don't know. He he, he finished still with the worst plus minus on the Rockets. Shout out to a, a, a fellow. Fellow fan Barry that sent me a, a stat. He still had the minus, the worst plus minus in, against the Rockets. He was <laughs> minus minus fourteen. So even a good Russ game, they still get smoked when he's in. Yeah, I mean he like as you mentioned it, he played well in the first quarter and a half, two quarters. Um, but then the Lakers started to play defense and and kind of dared Russ to try to take over, and he tried and failed miserably. So uh, fourth quarter was pretty rough for him. Um, I was I was just gonna say he was really bad in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, so I mean. The other players with the Lakers, obviously LeBron, just everything ran through him. But AD also had a great game, finished with 26 and 15. And, hey, my boy, playoff Rondo, 21 points and nine assists off the bench. That's huge. Rondo was incredible. He he, he hit three threes. Yeah, that was he awesome. Was, and they were he was two back-to-back. Back. Yeah. He had, so it was, a, it was a spurt in the third quarter where he scored eight points in a row for the Lakers. We had two threes, and then he stole the ball, stripped the ball from James Harden. And had an easy layup down the court. Yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Rondo was, I, I always loved the player Rondo, but he kind of like over the years he hasn't really aged well because he's kind of a dickhead. Yeah, but he is. If he can put up performances like this, hell, I mean, the, the, he is the Lakers' third star. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. No, he is. I mean, playoff Rondo is is a completely different person. So yeah, I mean, twenty one points, nine assists. Yeah, I'm all for it. And if if you know this, uh, if this trajectory goes the way it's going and we see the Clippers and Lakers in the Western conference final. Um, Rondo's going to cook Beverly and that's going to, I, Oh my God, I, I won't, you there, think? there won't be, there won't be anything more that'll bring me anything that'll bring me more joy than to see Rondo just completely cook Bev. I, yeah. I don't know if Rondo's going to cook Bev. Uh, I think that's, if gonna, he, I mean, if, that's what I'm saying. If he, if he stays on kind of this, this trajectory of being, you know, their, their third guy, Oh yeah, I mean, if he shoots three for five, moving moving forward, then yeah, that's going to be a total game changer. But I think that's more of an, an anomaly than anything. Um, and anything, if if Rondo starts to cook Be- Pat Bev, I think he's just going to fight him, and then they're both going to get kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> Pat I, Bev's I also like, think this is not going to happen. Thrown. Yeah, punches will yeah. be thrown. <laughs> yeah, that would be a fun point guard matchup. Those two, because like like you said, there will be punches will be thrown. Like you yeah. said. But anyways, yeah. Before we get too ahead of ourselves, I mean, like like we said, the Lakers clamped down on the second half and and doubled hard in nearly every time he had the ball. And it worked perfectly. Um, so here, you know, I, I they're up 2-1 now. Um, I think I'm going to stick to my original prediction of six, Lakers and six. I think the Rockets will sneak out one more win here, but it's it's not going to really matter. Yeah, I mean, they held the Rockets to eight, 38 points in the second half. In uh, the second game in a row, the Lakers outscored the Rockets by 10 in the fourth quarter. So I think, it, yeah, I mean, it shows you that once the – I mean, LeBron's always notorious for feeling out a game. Uh, so I think once he kind of gets his, his feet wet and he kind of just understands how the game's going to go. Yeah. I mean, even though he's not the defensive guy he once was when he wants to clamp down, he will. And that's exactly what's happened. Yep. So Lakers and six, I I'm with you. I'm sticking with that. Cool. All right. So then moving on to today's games, Wednesday, we have the Celtics and the Raptors. And that one is having the Celtics favored. Uh, they're favored by three and a half, and they're minus 162 money line, and the Raptors are plus 135 money line. Yeah, I really want this game to go seven, to go seven, or sorry, I want this series to go seven games just because I, I love a defensive slugfest like this, just how hard these two teams play on defense. But my, my head says that the Celtics probably close it out. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, this, this series should have been over already, anyways, but yeah, um, it should have been. Yeah, I think the Celtics they they responded to the game winner. They responded to the the second win to get all tied up here in game 4 for the Raptors and and that game 5 performance pretty much showed, you know, they were they they figured it out and, and got themselves back together and I think they're going to win here. 
Yeah, they smoked them. I mean, they, 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 I never get over the Raptors only scored 11 points in that first quarter. They absolutely, <laughs> yeah. and it was and it was never close after that. No, not even, not not a little bit. Uh, the, the Celtics are just a better team. I mean, it, the the Raptors, as good as they are, and as good of a team that as they play as a team, you could tell that they're lacking and missing a superstar right now. Yeah, there's they, they're missing someone like say like Kawhi Leonard. I don't know. He would look that. That's kind of bizarre to think Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors. I don't know. I'd be. It would be weird, but I think he'd be a good fit. But yeah, they're sorely missing someone that can just an alpha in the room. Is exactly. I think really what is really what it is. Because uh, yeah. Siakam, I thought could take the leap, and he was playing really well to to start this past this year. If you can think at pre bubble, what happened? Um, but he's been really bad in this series. I don't think he's gone over twenty points once. We always talk about his under, but we never actually go with it. <laughs> um, so maybe today it's twenty and a half. Maybe today is a the day we'll go with it, and b the day he'll actually play well. But yep. he, I don't, he can't dribble, so the Celtics just guard him tight, and he and he doesn't have enough. He really only has that spin move. His jumper isn't good enough that they that they have to respect it, so they can just kind of um, they don't have to worry about him shooting over them. They can just get up really close to him, and, he's, and he can't dribble and he can't shoot over him. And so he just I don't know. The Siakam is just maybe the Celtics just guard him well, but I also think just good defense. Siakam isn't skilled enough to beat yet. Yeah, so. Celtics are going to win um, defensive battle. So one thing to keep in mind is that every game this series has gone under, um, and the Celtics' last six games have gone under the total points scored. So we're we're thinking that should be knock on what a safe bet to take today. Yeah. So it's the over under points t- point total is uh, two hundred and ten, and yeah, I don't think they've gone over that. I think that maybe one game has gone over that this series. Last year or last game was exactly two hundred and ten. Um, and that was with the Boston putting up 111, which probably won't happen again. But Toronto only scored 89. So if that comes closer to the mean, I think it's more likely of the game to be high 90s, low 100s for both teams. So if that happens, yeah, you can buy points to be a little safe. But, yeah, I agree with you. If that happens, I think that the under is a good play here. Yeah. So then moving on then, the night game is the Clippers and the Nuggets. Clippers are uh, minus 385 money line and favored by eight. And the Nuggets are plus 310 to win. Yeah, I I go back and forth here. Um if you taking game one out of the picture, which I think that the Nuggets just uh, were, were too gassed and just kind of got punched in the mouth and just accepted that it wasn't their day. The past two games, well, the Nuggets obviously won game one, but even in game two, or sorry, the Nuggets won game two, and even in game three, they looked like they were compl- not overmatched at all against the Clippers. So two out of the three games, they've kept pace with them, and it probably shouldn't be an eight-point spread, and the Clippers probably shouldn't be as favored as much as they are. But the other side of the coin – is that maybe the Nuggets threw everything they had in Game Three and still lost, and now they're they blew their load and they're kind of then they don't have much left. So, I think the Clippers win, but I think that the Nuggets probably cover. Yeah, I'm. I was gonna say just that. I think that the Nuggets have made this a very competitive series, um, uh, and I do think they're gonna cover. I think eight points is is very. Uh, that's way too much, um, especially for for two great teams. I mean, this is number two, number three seeds in the West. I think it's gonna. It's much closer than than eight points today. I, I think the Nuggets have been playing well. Um, Jamal Murray has been kind of covered and and has not been effective at all in the series. Paul George has done a great job. Jokic has been eating. Um, yeah, he's been he's feasting been phenomenal. on Zubox. Yeah, so um, I think that trend continues. Michael Porter Jr. had a great, great offensive game last game. Um, he finished, I think, almost with what, like eighteen or twenty or something like that, and and just put his nuts in in Montrose Harrell's face. I was going to say, how about that yam? That was insane. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely have good players. They definitely have a good team, and, and they, they match up well with the Clippers. Um, so that's why I think eight points is, is too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to cover, but I do think they're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael, Porter Jr., Michael, Michael Porter Jr. had 18, Yeah, and he was a plus six. So all the starters on the, the Nuggets were had a minus, plus, minus, and he was plus six. Um, the only reason which, he can't play that much, though, he's such a defensive liability. Defense, yeah, yeah. So in the fourth quarter, when it's nut crunching time, he, he has to get off the floor, and he right. didn't play. In the, he didn't play in the fourth quarter until the game was already pretty much out of hand, and they put him in just because they knew they needed offense. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think. I mean, he'll make a he'll he'll make an offensive spark. And funny thing, he did that only shooting, only making two threes. So a lot of it was just he made. He had a lot. Of, he had a put bad dunk. He had a lot of mid range shots. So Michael Porter Jr. is a skilled offensive player, but. I don't think this is his year to to play like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, of an important playoff game. So yeah, I think we're in agreement. Clippers win. Nuggets cover. Yep. 
All right. Cool. So moving on then to our picks of the day. So we're going to add something fun. We're going to, we're going to keep adding. Like we said, we're, we're going to try to keep making this a little more interesting, a little more fun, a little more variable. So, uh, we're adding a game prop. So now we have a player prop and a game prop, which will be, you know, like a team under, team o- uh, under, over, or, you know, the team total, something like that. And then for player prop, we're going to try to deviate a little bit as well and not just make it strictly points. We'll do three-pointers, rebounds, points, rebounds, assists, things like that. So Yep. Took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, and for the player prop, we're not strictly doing points now because – um, we, we, we took we analyzed some stuff. We, we took a look in the mirror and realized our, that. our advanced stats and analytics that we do. Yeah, there, there's a bunch <laughs> of other props we can do aside from points. So we should open ourselves up to that. But yeah, before we get to those, the uh, the lock, the only two, I mean, I guess the I could like the three that we can think of are the Celtics, the Clippers and the Lightning. I mean, it's been it's been two days in a row that all three of the like in both games or both days, all three of the favorites in the games, including hockey, have won. So the six favorites are six and oh in NBA and NHL past six, past two days. Yeah. I mean, I, as much as like the, the, there's a lot of juice on the Clippers, um, they're, they're minus 385, um, but they're going to win. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, the, the Lightning are only minus one seventy five, and like we yeah. said before, the the Celtics are one sixty two. Yeah, minus so, one sixty two. Yeah, I mean, I think all three will probably end up winning. Um, it's just, I don't know. What do you, What do you think? Um, I, to me, I would probably want to go with the sport I know the best and the best team. So I'm going with the Clippers, okay. even though I do think the game is going to be close. I I don't see the Clippers losing, and. The Celtics, um, they're probably better. I mean, they, they're not probably. They are better. But I could see the Raptors kind of like they did in game games three and four, just pulling something out of their hat and get, getting one, stealing one win. And then hockey is just so variable. The Lightning going up eight to one or winning eight to one, honestly, makes me more nervous about game two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go with the Clippers. We'll lock that one in. Okay, cool. Um, so Clippers official are lock for the second time in a row for this week. So dog of the day. Um like we talked about with the locks, the, the, if we had chosen a dog yesterday of the three games we covered heavily, or I guess the two NBA, one NHL, that we would have, we not would have won. We would have not won. Sorry, English is hard. Um, <laughs> so I think we're going back to the well of yesterday. We're going with another MLB team. Uh, so Puneet, you want to talk through that? Yeah. So um, yesterday we, we had some success with the Marlins. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of, like you said, dive back into that. Um, we're going to go with Toronto Blue Jays over the Yankees today. They're plus 123 uh, as an underdog. But the Yankees have looked like garbage. Um, I think they've lost their last, what, like eight or ten or something like that. I think um, it's something like that. I think maybe five or – I don't know if it's that high. It's like five or ten. But, yeah, either way, the Yankees, ever since the judge and the Giancarlo injuries, have not been good. Yeah, the, the, they're suspect. Um, so the pitching matchup today is, is Tanner Roark for the Blue Jays. and He's two and one. He has a 5.7 ERA. But, again, the, the offense for the Yankees is reeling right now. And then they're putting out uh, Debbie Garcia, and he's 0-1. He has a 3.3 ERA. Um, but – Blue Jays bats. I mean, that their young bats are, are are good. I think that uh, they should be able to get this win, and and they are they beat the Yankees yesterday. I think that they'll they'll keep kind of that that theme going with the with beating the Yanks. So we'll see. Um, I mean, Toronto is a good team. They're they're twenty four and eighteen. Um, I, I think they have a legitimate chance to actually win the AL East this year. So it'll be fun yeah. to watch them in Tampa. Yeah, I was gonna say the Rays are really good too. Yeah. Um, so let's see. The Yankees have lost one, two, three, four. They've lost five straight. Yeah. Okay. You were so, right. Five. And, but. But three of those were against the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, so those count as two each. Yeah, honestly, they should. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Right. Um, Blue Jays is a dog. And that game is at 637, very specific, tonight. Yeah. Um, so, for our player prop of the day, I, I think we should finally go with what our heart's been saying and take this Yakum under. All right, Even so if ready, the Raptors ready to see win. Him, ready to see Siakam uh, put up a 40-piece tonight. Yeah, honestly, he's gone over every single game. <laughs> and we've talked about it, taking his under every single game. Yeah. We just haven't gone gone with it. So I think now's the time. All right, let's do it. This is a um, do or die for the Raptors, but, I, yeah, I think they die. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and the, the, the two other props that I think are also good bets that we want to talk through. So uh, talking about just as strictly three-pointers made, Jokic's over-under three-pointers made is one and a half. And Jeremy Grant's is also one and a half. Um, I mean, in game three, Jokic made three in a row and they don't really guard him that close at the three point line. They, they let him shoot and they would rather, they'd rather him do that than to drive and dish. And Jeremy Grant 
he went only made one last game, but he had a he, he gets a ton of open looks from Jokic, and more times than not, he does make two. Yeah, so last game when he was one for six, I think something like that. So yeah, I mean, come on, man, like you, you gotta you gotta make at least one more, and and, and two of those there. were wide wide open in the fourth quarter. That yeah, I, was, I mean, I, mean, I just, was glad he missed. <laughs> yeah. He went ice cold in the fourth, um, but yeah, that could have easily changed the outcome of that game had he made both of those. Yeah, so um, yeah, those are two good ones. I'm still I'm still good with sticking with the Siakam under. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. until he proves us wrong. I'm I'll, we'll ride his under just just like we did with Giannis, um, yeah. the Greek fraud. And then our game prop we mentioned this when we previewed the game, but the Celtics wraps under two ten. And I think for me, I would prefer to buy some points and make that two thirteen. And those would be minus 170 odds. What say you? Yeah, uh, I, I'm comfortable with the under. Um, buy points if you need to. Um, if you if you feel like that'll make you a little more comfortable with this, totally fine to do it. Um, we buy points all the time. Um, and basically that yeah. just means like you, you're increasing what the under will be or, in, or decreasing what you think the over will be just to make it a little nicer. But obviously, like Matt said, uh, minus 170 odds versus if you just did the regular under at, at 210, it's, I think it's one minus 110. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, so uh, personal preference there, um, but yeah, yeah whatever I, you want to do. But that's what I would just suggest because that's what we do a lot. Yeah, yeah, we we generally do uh, increase that or decrease it. But yeah, so uh, we're we're confident in the under there. So we got the the Clippers as our lock, the Blue Jays as the dog, Siakam under twenty and a half as our PP player prop, and, <laughs> PP, <laughs> and we have the Celtics Raptors total game score under. 210 buy some points there if you want to feel comfortable as a game prop yeah that's it yeah so um as always thanks for all the feedback we we've gotten a little bit of feedback lately and we appreciate all of it um we're, we're always learning and, and growing so we we appreciate when when our cubs and bears are, are letting us know what we're doing well and what we're not so keep that coming um anything else matt are we good to go good to go cool. happy betting yeah it's almost football time so have a good one Happy betting, happy NFL Eve, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Until then, Bears out. Peace.